0: It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. Well, not welcome back. Welcome to Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Uh, Randy Peterson joins me along with Tommy Birch. Pete is fresh off of his road trip to uh, Austin, Texas. was Austin? Y'all have it's cold
0: Y'all have cold weather here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Austin was good. We Austin's do have always cold. Good. We do have
1: cold weather here. It was
0: sixty-five or seven, sixty-five to seventy there. So that was, and I'm not bragging, but that was that was good. Um, and that's part of the reason there's nobody goes to Texas basketball games. It's that's too nice. Just interesting. To it's me. too nice.
1: Okay, I asked Rosses and he didn't know, and I don't. I don't know. But let's say that Texas is the fifth ranked team in the country right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How full would the arena be?
0: It'd be it'd be it'd be three quarters full. I mean, it's a big arena. Yeah, I it's a huge. Yeah, arena. it'd be three quarters full. I mean, last night it was a it was half full, but it'd be three quarters full. I mean, I think I think Texas sports fans are, are knowledgeable enough that if it's basketball, they, like like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was, they darn near filled it up for UConn and um, UT women. Okay. I mean, so so that's Geno, and that's the big. Winning streak or, or whatever, and uh, you know Texas darn near beat them. I th- it would.
2: You know, it's, let's be honest. Right now, Iowa State's just not a sexy yeah, opponent, intriguing. I agree. Option anymore. I
1: agree. You're right there. I I've watched a lot of their games though. And Texas. This, oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I it's, mean, this doesn't help, but yeah, that's no. that's. I mean, I've watched a I, few of their games too, and it's it it astounds me that, I mean, one you've got some talent there too. You you've got Shaka too, who mm-hmm. seems like a, he's a polarizing figure that
1: I would imagine fans would want to get excited about. You know, Pete. Do just with your general observations. Do as many people attend games now as they did ten, fifteen years ago?
0: I don't think so. Yeah, don't Down either. there, no.
1: Just any. I'm saying. Oh, I don't know. Iowa State, yes. Iowa State's different. Iowa State is
3: different. Iowa, we're on I mean,
0: Oklahoma. Let's just go in through Central it. it. Oklahoma State, no. Oklahoma, no. Kansas, yes. Um, um, Kansas State, yes. Um, I would say predominantly in the Big 12, I would say not as many, but, uh, um, Baylor, no. Um, yeah, I mean, but you've, you've got your, 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 your core, yeah. core universe, your core programs, like Iowa State, Oklahoma, um, you know, Kansas, those guys are going to get good crowds, but, uh, TCU is picking up a little bit.
1: hmm yeah, and they got that new facility. And yeah. all that stuff yeah. going on down there. And it's
0: a small facility, so I mean, it's all—it's quaint. Um, it's got that ugly white floor, but uh,
1: and the, fan, the fans
2: really seem to be um, intrigued and in love with Jamie Dixon too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. I wish, um, yeah, he works the sidelines a little bit. I see he got thrown out of the whoever they played the last game. Um, yeah, he got tossed. That was kind of cool. But he you gotta he, do that every once in a while. It's yeah. Like
2: you said, he plays to the fans because, right. like, like last night at halftime, you know, they grab him for the the halftime interview, and he said, you know, we're gonna keep at it. You know, we're gonna win this game. And then after the game, you know, they they grab him again, and he says, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I really believed we we're gonna win the game. And it's stuff like that that makes fans like, okay, man, I like this guy. I want to cheer for this team. I, wanna I think get that's behind the upcoming
0: him. program. And yep. I don't think that is. It is the up and coming program in the Big Twelve.
1: Um, Man, look at Pitt since he's left. I know. Yeah. They're horrible. I know. Uh well we'll talk cyclones here in a little bit. I want I wanted to brush up on this Kansas Oklahoma game before it tips off yeah. twenty two minutes from now. Uh good one tonight. Oklahoma's actually favored by a couple points in this one. Don't you get the guy don't you guys get the feeling that if Kansas is is not gonna, if, if they're going to lose their Big Twelve title streak that it's kind of got to start tonight though.
0: See, I think they're back. I think Kansas is back. I do too. That's what yeah. I'm
1: saying. Like if the Big Twelve's going to yeah rip this one away from them, it better start tonight because otherwise they're going to cruise.
0: Right. I, I I think I think they're. in – I don't mean cruise. I don't know anybody's going to cruise this year, but I Kansas. I'm guessing Kansas wins tonight, and and you know like you and I said that that Kansas is going to win. What will this be? 14 in a row. Mm-hmm. So I think they're on that course right now. They've righted themselves, I think.
1: Uh, uh what's your take on Trey Young? He's turning the ball over. He's a the turnover
0: machine, but my gosh, he can make up for it in other ways. I think
1: people were being too hard on him.
0: Well, I don't, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. They're looking he's so good that when when you get to be good, you, you people people tend to try to find ways to be critical. I mean, so he, the only flaw he has is turning over the ball a little bit. My gosh, that's okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a couple of those games, it's been a lot of turnovers. I, just, I mean, I think it was
1: at can it, can it you know, the
2: I, K-State game. I mean, he they they really got in his cage there.
1: Can't we just kind of compare that to Nick Weiler-Babb at Iowa State? Like the game he had, uh, he had the seven turnovers against Oklahoma State, and at that point, Prom's like, all right, we're doing too much with this guy. Yeah. Like and they are. Nick's a nice player, but we got to give yeah, him some, he's not a, gotta, he's not yeah. a point guard. We, I mean Yeah, we got to give him
2: some help here. Yeah, they exactly. done a good job with that. I mean, now you're starting to see Lindell man the point a little bit more at times than you've seen yeah, him he's take, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and they've taken a little bit of pressure off in terms of Nick not always having to guard the, you know, the the best offensive weapon 24, you know, 24/7 all the time and just right now yeah you kind of have to do everything you can to give nick a, a little bit of a rest because he can't carry this team in every aspect one he's he's a talented player but he just can't physically do everything he's got
0: tendonitis ten in his left knee i mean after games it really hurts i mean so
1: and, yeah and man that's probably really affected his shot and stuff more than i, I bet it has i mean it's
0: affected everything cuz he's um, he was 5 for 11 last night, but he's 1 for 1 for 3-point range. I'm sorry. If you're Iowa State right now without any, without a whole lot of depth in the middle, you've got to be shooting it. Those guards have to play well, and they've got to shoot it from 3-point range. And last night they combined for um, uh, 6 for – Boy, those guys, they weren't very good last night. I've got it right here from front of me, but well, I can it up. And and, so they've got it. And Nick's got to, Nick's got to be the, the ringleader of that. I mean, he was one for one last night for three-point range. He's got to shoot more.
2: Well, and kind of the thing that I took away, too, from when Prome was talking about, um, you know, Saran Talley's big game, and it made a lot of sense to me once I heard it, too, is <laughs> It's like especially when you're relying so much on Weiler Babb and Lindell and at this point you don't always know what you're going to get when it comes to Donovan Jackson and even Lindell to a certain degree. He can be a little streaky at times. You have to have an X Factor somewhere on the court. You know, for one game, you know, we we saw it be Tally, you know, before in the past when uh, Lard was coming off the bench. He could be the guy. I think one game, even Terrence Lewis played while knocking down a couple of shots. And when they were down uh, down for the tournament, you know, Jacoby Long was that guy. At times when we've seen Iowa State at its best, they have somebody that yeah, can come off the absolutely. bench and be that X factor. Last night, you had, you know, you know your, even your go-to guys at times struggling outside of Cameron Lard. But then you got absolutely nothing from those guys off the bench too. You don't need a lot. You
1: just need a little bit of something. Pete, what were your you were down there last yeah. night. What was your overall takeaway from that game?
0: That Iowa State doesn't have a go to guy. Um they needed that's the way you went on the road. You have you have to have a go to guy, and Iowa State does not have that guy. I mean they need a big guy.
1: You think they want it? To be Wigginson and it, like because he had shots. I don't know whether it that, can, can it, it be fall. a guard
0: though. Can it be one of those? Yeah, sure, I, th- I think
1: it could be really? Lindell. Okay. But I, I, just... I would rather
0: be a big guy, a big guy that can that can either do something underneath the basket or pop out. And maybe I maybe that's because I was watching Burton and and Yang for so many years. They could do that. are, they you, could... are you
1: like me? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no. you. Go ahead. Are you like me, where you just feel like when you watch that team, like man, they need to get it to Lard even more.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause they've got. I mean, what's tally for the year? One for nine from three point He needs range? to
1: quit. He, he's, yeah. Yeah. Although he's been better the last two games, where he hasn't been chucking bad shots. But he, yeah, he. I mean, they need a big guy that can, can do it.
0: They, they can get the ball to under the basket and the score. Or that guy, if they defend you, that guy can take the ball out on the perimeter and score. And they do not have that.
2: I, you, I think, I think it can be Hans Price, but it, it's gotten to a point where it almost seems like he's. One, he's not even shooting that much during games, too. I mean, would he how many what's he averaging? Five for eighteen from three point yeah, range, but that's uh, not your guy. Yeah. It, but yeah. my thing is I kinda wonder, okay, you at some point you have to make maybe a concentrated effort to get Hans involved from from three point range at some point, because now you're getting to a point where he's barely even taking shots from out there. Maybe once, maybe twice a game. It's to a point where maybe at some point you have to find a way to get him involved to get that confidence level back up. Because for him, it's been two years since he's been that threat, that guy. And he's played
0: on two bad knees.
2: Yeah. And maybe he can be, but at some point you got to find a way to get him involved. Because, I mean, we've seen it where Prom said, look, I got to find a way to, to get Tally more involved, you know, because I think he was worried that. Um, you know, okay, he's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit. So he made that effort, uh, you know, against Texas Tech to make sure he brought him in and got significant, important playing time. He's been that way at times with other guys. You know, it's like you almost think you got to find a way to get Hans involved in that
1: role. Yeah. Pete, I think you and I are a little bit different on this. I think we come at it from the same spot that Zoran can't be one of your, like, premier guys by any means but i thought he's played probably his best two games the last two games though just like he was good against tech i thought and then last night he was like three for five i mean he wasn't out there throwing up garbage i think that's the biggest thing when any of these guys are in the game they just have to know their role
0: he knew his limitations he did not he didn't chuck up correct that's i
1: I judge i judge a guy like tally and beverly more off of what they don't do compared to what they do do mm-hmm. does it's that make no, sense?
2: Yeah, and it's no different than what we were talking about last year when it came to Wilder Bab, who would get yeah, in for a few yeah. minutes here and there. And well, even Bowie was in the same yeah, conversation. But you got to a point where there were times where it came with Wilder Bab, where it's like, okay, he almost knew like Wow, if when we got a couple minutes here, I gotta do something with this time. I gotta. You could see he was trying to do too much. Once you reach that level where you're like, okay, no matter what, I'm only getting these couple of minutes. I just got to do things the right way. Then that's when you got the best out of Nick Weiler, Babb. And I think now you're kind of at that point with Towie,
1: too. This is good conversation.
0: And they've got, they've got nobody. He can't pull any strings on the bench because yeah. they've got no
1: rotation. This is so limited. I mean, yeah. yeah. They'll go seven guys the rest of the year what's uh what hold your thoughts, guys? I also want to open this up if any of the uh, cyclone fans listening want to join our conversation you're welcome to. We are on until 6.30. It's 515-284-5966. More Iowa State basketball talk when we come back. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register here on 1460 KXNO. It's
0: Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back. Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. Randy Peterson, uh, Tommy Burch are with us. 515-284-5966. If you all want to talk Cyclone basketball with us. Uniforms. Ready? Yeah, if that Let's one do guy it. wants to call in and argue about uniforms again, are you talking? Are you making fun of the way that I talk?
0: No, I say y'all all the time. I
1: don't even know that I like it. Just I say it too. Back.
0: No, I say it.
1: It's a weird deal because I don't.
0: But you're from, you're from Southwest Iowa.
1: Yeah, we're our we're rednecks down there. Yeah, um, I'm just an East Sider. You are an East Sider, and, you're proud, proud, it, and you're proud of it. You're uh, proud of it. We do have a phone call. Uh, we'll Lee talk...
0: Township against the world.
1: I'm an East Sider. I live in Bondurant. You do. Uh, Craig, welcome to Cyclone mm-hmm. Insider here on 1460 KXNO. You're a wannabe East Sider.
3: Hey, guys. How we doing?
1: Good, Craig. How are you?
3: Good. Hey, thank you. First of all, thanks for this uh, radio show every week. I don't get a chance to call in ever, but I do podcast it every we week. We try week
0: to keep it loose. It
3: really is entertaining, and I do enjoy all the stuff you guys do to keep us people that are driving down the road a lot between the ditches.
0: You ought to hear what we talk about off the air.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you could podcast that too, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we wouldn't you, be here. We but wouldn't, we wouldn't be job. here the
0: next year, the next week.
3: <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I agree with everything you guys have said, but you know, there's two things that that I hope happen. I hope we start getting a little more out of Solomon. I mean, no points, the four rebounds last night in 30 minutes is, you know, not going to cut it anywhere in the Big 12 and and three you know, and turnovers. No, he's shooting 16 percent from the three point line right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know at what point where you pull the plug. Pull the plug on that.
0: you got to have another neither. cord to go in that plug, and they've got <laughs> nothing.
3: Right. Well, I mean, the thing, I, my son went to the game Saturday and sat and was, was there for warm ups and watched Terrence Lewis stand and make like 23 threes in a row. And there's most guys that can't be in a gym. We, there's most guys that could be in a gym until Royce White becomes a commercial airline pilot that couldn't do that. And so <laughs> it, I hope at some point Terrence can get a little confidence and and play a little bit, because I think he has got a lot of potential. I just think he looks a lot like Nick Babb last year. Yeah, sure. Nick looked a little lost when he gets in and gets nervous and turns it over and then gets in the doghouse a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what game it was. Terrence Lewis came off the bench and maybe scored nine points, but, you know, it's it's like uh, you said about Babb and like what we were talking about earlier, too. You know, it's like, it is kind of a tough balancing act, especially for a guy like Lewis. Who look when he comes into the game, his job is not to do some little things. They are going to count on a guy like Terrence Lewis to come into the game and knock down a couple of shots.
1: Don't you feel like there's guys too, where even if they're not producing much as a freshman, you just watch them out there and you okay that guy's got he's he's a Big Twelve player. Yeah, Lewis is a Big Twelve player. He just he reminds me a little bit even. Of Matt Thomas as a freshman, but Matt yep. had opportunities and I feel like if Terrence would have had that opportunity earlier in the year, he probably could be giving him some production right now, but he just has never really been able to get into the flow
3: yeah and well, it, he watches body, body language on the bench too I mean he really looks like it's really bothering him yeah. you know he that he's not producing it even when he gets in he doesn't look like he is you know one of those cancer type kids no' that's he cares. He's a good kid. playing. he just looks like he's really disappointed in himself. Which is the way I always thought Nick Bab looked, you know, when he wasn't playing. Because I think they're both really good kids, and I know firsthand that Nick is. So um, I just hope at some point that he can help us kind of fill that that plug that we're we need uh, sure. for making three. So it's, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, the, Greg.
2: The thing is, it's got to be really tough for those guys, you know, especially like a Terrence Lewis, who your senior high school, you're the man, you're the man, and yeah. usually it's not just your senior year. Some of these guys. Sophomore junior, sometimes freshman year, 4 years you're the man. And then you come to college and you're thinking I'm going to be the man. And you're suddenly not the man. You're not even the 6th, 7th or 8th guy.
1: What about a guy like Jeff Beverly who leads his team in scoring at the Division 1 level a year ago, transfers to Iowa State and thinks he's going to be the man and now he's not even playing. And see, And I think we have to have a serious conversation here on this program about the future recruitment of graduate transfers. Yeah, Because it's a different world now. I'm not saying you can't plug and play some of those guys every once in a while. But if you're going to take a Beverly, it's got to be to be like an eighth or ninth man. It can't be to plug into the starting lineup. And it's just so different, you know, Randy. I think fans think like, oh, well, we got DeAndre Kane. Like, that's once in a lifetime. And if DeAndre Kane is available now, He's not going to Iowa State, it'll be at Duke or North Carolina. Those schools weren't in the game at that point and it's changed significantly. And
0: I don't remember, and I wrote this but I can't remember what it was, where the um the the, the, the timeline when these when these guys committed to Iowa State, whether it be um, Tally, Brace, um, who are we talking about? Beverly. But well, I, the staff thought, and Chris. You know this as well as I do. The staff thought they had Shakur Houston. Mm-hmm. They had him. Mm-hmm.
1: They had him. The and day he's before, been ridiculous this year, by the way. The
0: day they were, he was. He committed. The, the day before he committed, they had him. And then something happened. So I don't know where you know. Then they that made them scramble on recruiting at that at that position. So I'll tell you um, this:
1: Can i uh, I'm gonna I'm not giving up on Tally. I think he's a guy. People forget he's got two years left. Mm-hmm. I it's think he's hurt? a nice role player the next two years at Iowa. He's nothing more than that. He's not all big twelve. He's a guy who can contribute in key situations the next couple of years.
2: Well, and there are a couple of things that you gotta remember. One, he what, he was out six weeks, four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. He missed basically all of December. So he's still kinda getting his feet under him. He I mean, he even said after the Texas Tech game, you know, he's He's still kind of getting into that flow offensively and just getting his body into the right place, but 2 you know he's got another year in him too, so you gotta keep that guy involved you gotta keep him happy because it's like you said it's not like one of those grad transfers uh that's a senior where you know you you know at the end of the year once once Beverly's done, he's gone um. You know, you got to find a way to keep a guy like Tally involved and happy.
0: You know, and we talk about offense so much, but but last night.
1: um, Hold on. Save that thought. All right. Save that thought. More Iowa State basketball talk when we come back. We're on until 630. Uh, If you're an Iowa fan, Hawkeyes are tipping off on 1040 WHO here in about one minute from Carver Hawkeye Arena. And we've got the Iowa State coaches show. Coming up at 6 30. So uh, both fan bases have plenty to listen to tonight here on our iHeart radio stations. More Cyclone Insider next. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, hour three of Fanatics here. That is uh, the second half hour of Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register. Here on 1460 KXNO, if you were just with us, uh, Randy Peterson was getting ready to give us some insightful analysis on defense <laughs> and the Iowa State Cyclones. It's an interesting team, though, Randy. Um, they, I thought the worst defensive outing I've seen in years at Iowa State on last week at TCU. It was embarrassing. Uh, you saw their head coach who never gets worked up, get very fired up, and I thought rightfully so. I will say this, as an alum last week, that was an embarrassing effort. They didn't They didn't play hard. It didn't look like it. They didn't play hard. They played they their focused. butts off on Saturday. And,
0: and Donovan Jackson even said, we didn't come out with focus, we didn't come out with energy. What's that tell you? My gosh. Yeah. You guys come out and they say they weren't ready to play the
1: game? But they responded very well. Held Texas Tech to thirty three percent shooting on Saturday. What did you see defensively last night against Texas? Were the, I saw nothing. Really? Okay, What so, about
0: okay, in the in the first the first three possessions, Kerwin Roach. Yeah, he a was a nineteen percent three point shooter on the season. Nineteen. That's one nine. What did he do? He made his first three three point baskets. He looked like Kyle Corver out there. Yeah. I mean um, I think
2: I think the biggest problem I would have if I were an Iowa State fan, it's that it's a lot of the same mistakes, you know, problems off ball screens, uh, late to getting the shooters on the perimeter, just guys getting beyond wide open shots. It's stuff that was plugging this team at the start of the season, and it's still a consistent problem throughout. I mean, I th- you know, it's like, yeah, Iowa State played really hard, played really well against Texas Tech. But Texas Tech offensively just looked totally out of rhythm, and it's hard to say was that you know the fact that Iowa State was playing well. So I thought they played good defense. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think he did something to well. do with that. Yeah,
1: too. I what I saw on Saturday, and even. I, I saw guys getting after the ball. Like exactly. They, they I mean, were, they
2: were chasing loose balls. They were getting in guys' face.
1: I thought, and you were there. I was not. I watched it from my television. I thought they played okay defense last night. It was just more like, I mean, Texas hit eight threes, but Mo Bamba. I mean, they had no
0: answer for Mo Bamba. But,
1: yeah, but he's, he hit four threes in the entire season leading into last night. That's not in the scouting report. Like,
0: well, neither's neither's Kerwin Dan. Yeah. So, like, to
1: me, a little bit of that was man, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we. We're not trying to game plan for this, and these guys hit shots. You have to give them some credit. I thought last night it was just an uh, aspect, Randy, of man, like how many times did Iowa State have an opportunity to like pull the game within four or five, and yeah. they could never hit that shot, right? Well, they
0: went over, they were zero for five in the last four minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean they did. They went scoreless in the last four minutes of the game. I mean, Texas wasn't great. They made. They scored eight points in the last four minutes, and six of them were free throws. So, yeah, Iowa State had its chances, but like I said, they don't have the go-to guy. They don't have the big guy in the middle that they can get the ball to, get under the basket, get an and one, and hopefully don't say and one or they're going to tee you up. Yeah, and don't, don't do <laughs> don't anything like that. Or, and is, don't smile Jeez. after you make a basket. Or the, a big guy to pop out and make a three-pointer. They don't have that, and that's what this team is lacking right now.
2: Well, and that's – that's part of the reason why they played so well against Texas Tech yeah. is they didn't need one guy. You know, it's like it seemed like that game everybody was firing on all cylinders. You know, Lindell Wigginton was playing well at times, Donovan Jackson got hot, uh Nick Weiler Babb had a great game, and then Cameron Large just played out of his mind. So and then even Saran Towie, then you had the X Factor. It's the problem when it comes to Iowa State is it's you're not going to always have those guys. You aren't gonna have three, four guys. They're always playing out of their minds. You know, you aren't going to have, you know, Naz, uh, George and Monte. The problem is now it's like Randy said, now it's like, well, you don't have that one guy that can carry the team. Maybe it could be Cameron Lard down the road. It definitely can't be Nick Weiler Bab. You know, Nick can do a lot of great things, but Linda Wigginson's got that
1: potential in him at some point. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to be good on basketball here after one thing. This Tennessee game coming up on, on Saturday.
0: Yeah, Good conversation.
1: So this is what, year three we've had this shootout? This is year five. Well, we but the, in the middle of the season? I don't remember that. I think it's but... year three in okay, the middle, in the middle, okay, in the middle okay, of the okay, season. Okay. Is this a good timing for Iowa State? Or... No, it's a horrible timing yeah, for Iowa of, State I mean, because I'm this would normally you,
0: be a weekend off. Maybe these guys need a weekend off. This uh-huh. would normally be the weekend off.
1: I'm feeling you. I don't like the way this is setting up. Yeah,
0: it's it's not good.
2: As a college basketball
0: fan, I love it. It's
2: cool. I having, I with having these in the middle of it the is, season.
1: It is it is fun. I agree with you there, and it's fun to like sit there and as a fan you get to like the, they, you know the the Twitter's going nuts, the two conferences going at it in one another. But this and the Big I,
0: Twelve usually wins it. I mean the trophy's generally. been in Dallas for how many years?
1: Yeah, and I, it probably won't change this no. year either. The Big Twelve is. I think the if the elite... Big Twelve
0: is as good as everybody says it is,
1: is it? I don't know.
0: I've I've brought that up to people before. Is that the elephant in the room? Is do, the Big Twelve def- as good as it as it, as everybody says it how is? How do
1: we define like elite conference? Do you go by depth or do you go by teams at the top,
0: or do you go by non-conference record? Thought, let me just throw that one in there too. I, I don't say- know. I I think you go by. I, I i think you go by what's black and white. You go by how many teams from a conference gets into the elite eight
1: I think that's fair um I think you yeah, you kind of gotta combine it all i I'll say this about the big twelve this is the deepest I've ever seen it 10 I'll give you that yeah one but, 10. is that good does that make it
0: does well, that make it the best conference in the nation? I right? don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the you said
2: on the on the flip side, when you when you talk about how deep the Big Twelve is, do you look at the Big Twelve and say, Oh yeah, that team is a final four contender. That team's on lead eight contender. Like can Kansas Kansas is not a national championship team. Are yeah, oh, they a final four team? They're probably not even a final four, maybe a sweet sixteen type team.
1: I think the Big Twelve has three teams that could potentially make a final four run. See I see Kansas, Oklahoma, and West Virginia and potentially see, i I'm with Pete I think t c u could be really good I just they're a year away t c u is a year away they're a year but- away. Yeah. see if but-
2: anything, I see maybe Oklahoma being in elite eight type team, and that's it well, we'll
1: find out because those two teams are playing right now yeah. so you would you would rank Oklahoma above Kansas right now, probably as a tournament team, yeah, Down the- just' because they've got so many uh, the guards yeah and well I mean- Kansas though like they're super streaky, Tommy. Yeah, you know? like if they get it if they let it fly, you know. They're, we can't
0: they're... underestimate Kansas State.
1: Really? There, I had to say that.
0: <laughs> I have somebody texting me saying say something nice about Kansas State, so
1: um Kansas State has been a surprise this year. Yeah, they have actually. They've been a significant yeah. surprise. Is Bruce Weber the best coach in the league? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is though? Who is the best coach in the league? Yeah. Bill Self. Okay. And then Krueger. And then, then Jamie Dixon. Yeah. I think Dixon's got to be in the conversation. Yeah. Like longevity. And but track. then, you know, I mean. What about Weber, Scott Drew? Weber has to no. be in the conversation, too, just because of,
2: I mean. No. They, no. I mean, in the Come on. top, not the top two, but
1: I would say in the next Echelon probably. Bruce Weber's been like two games away from getting fired each of the last three seasons. I would say this season, though. Yeah, he's done a nice job this year. This with that season, team. Yeah, I'm not I, saying I
2: overall, yeah, grand scheme of things, who are the best coaches?
1: Big Twelve Coach of the Year if the season ended right now, self. probably both. Self. Yeah, I think so. Just too. because you're looking at well,
2: you're looking at uh, probably this the Kansas
1: man, team yeah. that's going to
2: win the Big Twelve, and everybody knows. Look, it's not your typical Kansas team. But the fact that they're going to grind it down, win it again, probably gives Bill Self
1: even more, don't you credent. think? Had they not lost the last two, though, that Tech would have to, that Beard would have to be that guy this year.
0: It's right now, maybe, but it's, see what happens down the road. I mean, hey, after, we're in,
1: this is my world. This is sports talk radio. We are, this is all hypothetical. We're talking about, <laughs> Losing to Iowa State does not help Chris Beard.
0: No, then it's Bill Self. The winner of tonight's game. How about that?
1: Deal, yeah. Kruger, um is the man. Everybody knows my man crush on Long Kruger. Uh, Tommy Birch is here with us on Des Moines uh, Register Cycle and Insider program. Do we have any football news, Tommy?
2: Now, When When is this
1: Kyle Kemp deal going to be done? Three I have no ago. idea. I mean,
2: you know, I, it, I, 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 don't. Iowa State doesn't know. I don't even think the NCAA knows right now. I mean, no, they. I, I mean, it's it's like we've said before. You know, it's like yeah, Iowa State would want to know right now, so they can either proceed with Kyle Kemp because right now Kyle Kemp's not on the roster; he can't practice he can. with the team, can he?
0: Yeah, I mean they haven't started spring ball yet, but he's yeah, working but out. he
2: can, he can't go through official off-season workouts no. with the team. He can work out on his own. I mean, he can be like Alan Lazard, use the weight room, and come right. work out whenever. And that's all he they're wants. doing now anyway. Yeah, but I don't think he can participate in. Full go, you know, like the off-season workouts with his teammates. I he's I he's don't believe he can. Can't, yeah, because that'd
1: be like, I mean, well, it'll
0: be over before
1: they'll know that before that stuff. Starts. They should still know it here. They'll it, know
2: it man. before spring ball. You starts. would think so, but yeah. the NCAA, they are. I mean, how many times did we hear with Cameron Lard, you know, Steve Prohm saying we should know now? Should be soon. Should be soon. Should be soon. Should be soon. And he didn't get here until halfway through the season. Uh,
1: Other football conversation, Iowa State has two assistant spots that it needs to fill. I still think one of those
2: spots is going to go with Joe Houston. Joe Houston. Who does some quality control stuff. Oh, yeah, he's already on the staff. He's already on the staff, yeah. Who's going to be the running backs coach? I don't know. That's the big question.
0: Whoever it is I mean, is know, coming into a loaded spot.
2: I know at one point their, you know, football scoop had reported Paul Haynes was going to join the staff. It sounded like it was kind of coming down to a few different schools, and Iowa State at one point was in the mix. I mean, where Paul Haynes ended up, I think at Michigan State, right, Randy? Yeah, that's yeah. And
0: yeah, that was the word from all the from the very An beginning. erroneous report. Right, I mean, no. that's from the very beginning that he would probably be at Michigan State.
2: But I think ideally, and Campbell's even talked about in the past that he wants to have somebody for that tenth assistant coaching job handle special teams. And Joe Houston would be perfect for that because right now that's kind of you know, he a former USC kicker, a guy that brought in Garrett Owens, a guy that they've kind of credited at times with helping Cole Nedon turn things around too.
0: But there's more to it than just kicking. Exactly. But I mean, I've, I've
2: I've talked to I've I've talked to people around there about what he does is I mean I think he helps develop the game plan special teams wise for Brian Gasser who is the special teams coordinator. He does a lot of, you know, scouting of the other team. I mean, I remember at one point Houston even told me part of his job was to go through and read what the media is writing about the opposing team. Leading up, so he could find just little news and notes.
0: Whoever and does a like special that special team stuff needs to work. They need to work on that kickoff return team, and I know they get. Kinne you know, don't back. have to. They get kane back next year, but I get that. So that yeah, might...
2: I mean, I, I, I mean, it's not only that you get Kane back next year; you get Johnny Lang too. So you got two options there. But on the
1: flip side, you lose Trevor Ryan. Um, the kicker next year is that kid from Australia. Well, the punter, Corey no, the Dunn, punter is from Australia, but then the kicker yeah. is Brian Narverson from Arizona. Arizona, he's the really highly touted one.
2: Yeah, he's a stud. I think he he's connected. I mean, I think at one point last year he connected from either 54, 56. So he's pretty legit. And then the Dunn kid is just kind of an intriguing story from the fact that he's only got one year of actual football under his belt, but he played that one year at City College of San yeah, Francisco. He's a, he's a punter. Yeah. And he will be he'll they be a all holder. Come, they, all, just, they all come out of that camp. He's, he's gotta be the school. holder too. You catch the ball and you, you kick it. He's gotta be the holder too. Yeah, that's it's the way it's a big role. most
0: of them do it. They have the yeah, yeah. It. I
2: mean but that's yeah and that's kinda cool. That's kind of been the cool thing about Matt Campbell is that he get he he tries to find so many ways to get everybody involved. I mean, the whole idea of Kyle Starcevich just handling the holds. I mean could have made a job they gave to the punter, you know, Colin Downing or
1: you know. Do you think that you could be the holder? No. You don't think you could handle that?
2: If I put in the time, maybe, but <laughs> I'm 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 too catch, ter-
0: catch ball, put ball down. Uh, make I mean, it but there, stand it up on the point. There
2: is a mental hurdle you have to overcome, the idea that you're gonna get kicked. Really? I think so. Man, I would never. You put the ball down there. You aren't worried gonna you're get getting, your hand's going to get kicked. Oh. No. All it takes is one person to kick
1: you, and you'll be traumatized. you got to get away from this. Uh, Bill wants to join us here. You're on Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Bill, welcome.
3: Hey, how are they selling the pretty kid from Arizona as the number one QB quarterback guy coming in when they already got Real Mitchell signed?
0: somebody's gonna change positions well he just hung up
2: and I mean it's I don't not, know are one, you selling that like one you record a, I mean
1: you always recruit a quarterback to every class well they're both eighteen yeah they're in the same class yeah but like I guess my follow up to him before he hung up would have been do you have to sell that you're gonna be a starter because it's super rare for Freshman to play quarterback anyways. And um, I don't think you can tell a kid you're going to be the starting quarterback as a freshman.
3: You
0: better not. <laughs> How's your team going to be? And I would it's also not like a basketball it's team a competition. where you're telling Linda Wigginton you're going to start.
1: It's a competition – both of these guys are elite level athletes in Purdy and Mitchell, and even if they don't play quarterback in the future, look at Joel Lanning this year. Yeah, it
0: is interesting that they've got that they're recruiting two guys in the same class, which like the reason I said somebody's changing positions and I got a pretty good idea who it is.
1: Well, and I think it's also a commentary on Moore. The kid's be been hurt. Too. You know, he's yeah. been hurt too. Like what what's his health status? I know we've heard that he was he was doing okay. We heard that I believe during bowl practices and stuff, but some of that could be lip service. You never know. Yeah, I
2: mean I could see Devin Moore down the road switching positions, but they're still going to give him a lot of time to figure it out to, to see if he can play quarterback, especially when it comes to this season right now, because you just need another body out there mm-hmm. you know, one to line up at quarterback, you know, for practice for your scout team, and then two just sheer insurance policies. Because right now, as it's dead, uh, as it stands, you've got Zeb Nolan, Devin Moore, Real Mitchell. That's
0: it. And they're all here. And they're all on campus. Yeah, I mean, I know, could, I Real so. Mitchell's on campus. So. I
1: still think Kemp's playing next year. Well, I do too. I, I don't. Mean, <laughs> Jeez.
0: Here we go on that one, but yeah, I do too. But
1: Tommy, I'll bet you a six pack of Diet Coke.
2: I think it was Randy and Craiglow at some point had bet me the. Oh, we have to go back and check the audio. I know Craiglo, Zach Craiglo, our our boss, bet me the over/under on landing touchdowns in 2017. They both said double digits, and I took the under. I yeah. don't remember that at yeah. all. I, I Find remember, that way. I up. remember <laughs> you were good on landing.
3: You're in the so
2: I owed something. Some kind of compensation for that. Do we
1: need to start doing like a word, Jankowski in there?
3: Yeah. He just, starts the audio. Jot,
1: he just starts jotting down like takes of us three, and then we do an accuracy rating at the end of sure. the year. All right. Kinda let's like try the this. Okay, let's, let's, you are fake
0: news. Yeah. Get it on this one. Will Joe, where would Joe Lanning play? Joe Lanning in the NFL draft.
2: I say he does not get drafted. Okay.
1: Um, I'm going to say. Seventh round pick.
2: I say he doesn't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Be, I'll, I'll give him a seventh round pick. I, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm taking that line that he's not gonna get drafted, but I'm not totally confident in saying that because one, it's like I wrote this. You know, when you look at Joel Lanning at linebacker right now, there are two ways you can look at it. You can look at it as like, okay, this guy hasn't played much, or you can look at it as like, wow, this guy. Played pretty well at a spot he only got a couple of months at. We are just scratching the the surface of that potential, and he is an intriguing option just for the sheer option the idea that one his body has not been through a lot of wear and tear cause he's been playing quarterback for so long, and two, he is an extremely intriguing option to any team. For the idea that you've got a guy that can throw the yeah, football, who absolutely. can catch the He'll, football, he's a special and teams all star in the NFL. He'll be a non drafted
0: exactly. special teams player. He'll get into camp as a special.
2: Teams it would, player. I, I agree with Randy, but I would not be shocked. If, and I, you if guys he know why
1: drafting
0: Fair, which Lanning too.
1: Lanning is wrong. going to get drafted in the seventh round by the Cleveland Browns due to Matt Campbell's connection to the state of Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland.
0: <laughs> what about Lazard?
1: Uh,
2: fifth round. That's where I was kind of leaning. Uh, yeah, towards,
0: fifth, so. I would say yeah. Fifth or I would, sixth. I would say I would, he's still got. He's still limited. He he. No separation.
2: Maybe the maybe the fourth round. But you know, I was kind of following how things were going today. He right now every senior bowl right. Yeah the the to me the games at these all star events are not that big of a deal. I mean, if you have a great game, yes, that helps. But it's the practices leaning up to him that and the are really com- and the
0: and the interviews.
2: Yeah, and the combine's gonna and be interview huge. The, yeah. Huge for he's Alan going to Lazard the combine too.
0: and Lanning So far, is not.
2: Yeah, landing uh, has not gotten an invitation right. to it. Lanning, now,
1: Lanning is always disrespected.
2: Yeah, and I think I think Lazard's got a little wiggle room because okay, yeah, say he doesn't do well at the senior bowl in the practices, He's still got the combine, He's still got pro day to do that. But when it comes down Alan Lazard, there are two things. He still has the show he can do. He can run he's gotta improve his times. So he's gotta be a little faster. Two he's gotta be more consistent catching the ball. And right now, from the way it looked, the reports out of Alabama, where the senior role is being played, first day of practice did not go exceptionally well for him in terms of catching the ball.
0: And he can't get he needs to Yeah. He can't get separation either. He doesn't have the the quicks. At the light of scrimmage, no so. one
2: ever, uh, I, Lazard has gotten significantly better catching, you know, improving. He has on his one drops. drop a
0: game, and that's it. I mean, that's not bad. No,
2: not at all. it's not bad at all. They did
1: not come in key situations no, like they no. did the year and before. And he was spectacular he was clutch. In, in the, uh, whatever, the Liberty Bowl. Let's take this real quick call. We have a minute and a half. So, Chris, make it quick, buddy. What's up?
3: I must have missed the beginning of the quarterback talk because isn't Zeb Nolan going to be the quarterback?
0: What are you going to do with Kempt?
3: It's I don't know. I mean, why are you talking about these freshmen? What are they going to do? Because we had, we had
1: a caller call in about yeah. the freshmen. That's why. That's why they were in the – Yeah, but
3: they're not going to start. one of those Heck no. That,
1: that's what we said. They better not play. That's. Did you hear what I said, Chris? That's what I was saying. Like, you're not promising any of those guys a starting spot. No,
0: somebody called and asked about them.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, right now Zeb is the guy. Yeah, if, but if, if Kemp what? isn't there, <laughs> but you if need if Kemp is not there, oh, yeah. Zeb would be yeah. the yeah.
2: And if it's like we said, you look at Iowa State football, <laughs>
1: you need two quarterbacks, and neither one of those guys would beat Zeb Noland out as a true freshman. Absolutely not. There's yeah. no way. And at this, not saying they wouldn't get any playing time, but I wouldn't beat him
2: out at this point in the pa- you know. Do you really feel comfortable handing the backup job to one of those guys yet?
1: No, because the history of Iowa State football tells us you're going to need multiple quarterbacks next exactly year. I mean, two thousand and eight are not the last time they went through a season only playing one guy and that's snaps. insane to think about yeah, right now It's a decade that's a decade yeah. but it's a, it's just the
2: whole idea of one quarterback how many but playing I, a season seems insane to me now, well, yeah,
0: anywhere and not just Iowa State anywhere yeah. I mean, because it's exactly. players, yeah, defensive it's... players are bigger, stronger, faster, and they're hit, and I'm not hit hunting, but they're, yeah, I mean, so anywhere, it's not just Iowa State.
1: Hey, uh, I'm heading to um, the Knapp Center tomorrow for Fanatics. We'll be live. Drake's got a big game. We will have Hawk Central. Clayton gonna... Custer. Yeah. Clayton Custer's playing for them tomorrow. Shocker. I forgot about Clay. I love Clay. Great kid. Uh, okay. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, Randy, Tommy, thank you so much. Cyclone Courtside Show is next.